The IMF resumes monitoring operations in Libya. This and more in this episode. From over 975 cities, 124 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The Key Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. The Kigali International Finance Center, a Rwandan institution facilitating international investment and cross-border transactions in Africa, recently hosted the inaugural Inclusive Fintech Forum. The forum's goal is to support financial inclusion and responsible fintech practices by encouraging conversations about technology and policy. Through these discussions, the event aims to make fintech development fair, easily accessible and sustainable for everyone. In this episode, we bring you the remarks made by Zambian President Haikande on why there couldn't be a better time to discuss fintech development on the continent. To also emphasize the importance of the need for us to accept that um, uh, accelerating our economic and social development is an imperative given, if you like, the large profile of the younger population, especially on this continent uh, of Africa and the need to provide opportunities for these young people. And to make it very clear that uh, while before it was a debate as to the importance of technology, the importance of uh, financial uh, inclusion, access to capital, and indeed other aspects, it cannot be a question on our lips anymore because... It is one that we acknowledge that financial technology and access to finance capital is of utmost importance to our quest to achieve accelerated economic and social development so we can take care of our populations. It doesn't matter which country we are. It doesn't matter which regulators we have to deal with. It is still critically important to accept that we need this component. We need to bring the unbanked into the economy, into the formal economy. And haven't we seen this in the last couple of years, how simple things were so difficult? What do I mean? Just to send money to a place far away from where you are, we needed to go to the post office sometimes. Have you forgotten that? We needed to go into a physical branch of a bank and fill a form and sign it so you can send just $10 to someone far away. Just think of you first deciding to go to the bank, then getting to the bank, then getting a form, filling that form, the bank manager looks at it and asks you a few questions. After some time, it's taken in. Then you have to wait for one, two, three days before the recipient actually acknowledge, acknowledges having received the money. Now, leave aside everything else. Just think of the time it used to take. But today, those of us who have rural backgrounds, those of us who live in another part of the world, are able to send money using mobile money. So simple, isn't it? 
how has this become possible? How, how is it that we take that for granted? And that not long ago, we couldn't do that. So it settles the argument or the debate as to whether this subject we are here for is important or not. We can then spend time to ensure that we can walk, in fact, rest towards bringing more of our population into the financial world. Yes, you can talk about financial literacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk about curricula. That is true. You can talk about tools. That's okay. But I want to focus on the end point. The end point ought to be one that creates opportunities for all our people, irrespective of where they are, for them to participate, to take the opportunities that come with being part of the financial system, accessing capital. President Kagame and I were chatting that for us on this continent, we have a bond to chew with a global financial system that we pay a higher cost of capital than, one, than anyone else. Why? But we are judged the same way. When our businesses are being assessed, when the risk profiles are being pulled together, we are benchmarked in the same way. I think it's an important issue I would like to raise to say this should be part of our issue as we push for access, as we push technology platforms, we also need to push the importance of making capital available at a fair price. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Homeboys Entertainment, a media marketing, entertainment and event management firm, has successfully begun trading its shares on the Nairobi Securities Exchange. On its opening day, the company's shares had a high trading volume and were the most actively traded counter. Homeboys Entertainment embarked on its capital markets journey in April 2019 when it was admitted into the Ibuka program. In a statement, the Nairobi Securities Exchange CEO... Geoffrey Odundo said the company has exhibited extraordinary growth and resilience in the entertainment industry, thus reflecting investors' faith in its potential. The company's shares trading at the both camps at a time that the firm reported a net profit of 10.7 million Kenya shillings, representing a significant turnaround from the loss of 17 million shillings in the same period last year. And a quick trip around Africa. The annual inflation rate in Zambia eased marginally for a second month to a four-month low of 9.8% in June 2023, down from 9.9% in the prior month. The deceleration was chiefly driven by the appreciation of the kwacha. Food prices slowed to 11.2% in June from 11.6% last month, and non-food price growth quickened to 7.8% from 7.6%. On a monthly basis, consumer prices inched up by 0.8% in June after a 0.6% increase in the prior month, which was the smallest in seven months. Total global recoverable oil reserves now stand at 1,624 billion barrels, according to Ristead Energy Research, an increase of 52 billion barrels from last year's estimate. In a scenario where global warming is limited to 1.9 degrees Celsius, this oil will contribute about 0.2% of additional warming by 2,100. Therefore, about 20% of any additional warming will come from burning oil in cars, ships and airplanes and all other uses 
that lead to greenhouse gas emissions. Emissions from oilfield operations are estimated at 5% of all crude-related emissions. Although 1,624 billion barrels of oil are technically recoverable, fewer than 1,300 billion barrels are likely to be economically viable between 2,100 at an average Brent price of about $50 per barrel. The potential longevity of proven reserves varies widely among OPEC and non-OPEC producers. The International Monetary Fund has resumed its monitoring operations in Libya after a decade-long hiatus, with the country seeing economic recovery following its recent achievements in data collection, exchange and transparency. In its recent report, the IMF highlighted the state of dispersion the country had suffered from since 2011, saying it hampered policymaking and the collection of key economic data. On the other hand, the statement confirmed that Libya made significant efforts to move forward and overcome come the economic challenges brought by political conflict. The report identified several key strengths and opportunities which it said will support Libya's recovery, including having the Central Bank of Libya maintain a large stock of international reserves supported by a fixed exchange rate, capital controls and various temporary arrangements. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial and you can find me at Withadome.